on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bank roll. Can't fold, does a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today, we have Q&A up. That is where uh, you submit your cues, and I give you the AFs. Um, you can submit your cues at... Email those questions in to askandy at andyforsella.com. And they can be about anything. Um, this is where we offer most of our personal development content on the show. This is an entrepreneur, personal development, business podcast, how to kick ass podcast at heart. Okay. Uh, so anything you guys want to know, anything you want to learn about, anything you want to uh, get better at, this is where you ask. Uh, sometimes when you tune in, you're going to hear about CTI. That's cruise the internet. That's where we put up issues of the day. Uh, we call them out on their bullshit. We make fun of them. We have a whole bunch of laughs. And then we talk about how we can all be part of the solution to the problem. Sometimes we have real talk. Real talk is uh, five to 20 minutes of a rant or a lesson or however you want to see it. Uh, but basically what it is, is me sharing with you my internal dialogue about what it takes to actually win. Uh, sometimes we're going to have full length. Full length is where we sit down like we just did with my good buddy, JT from Black Rifle Coffee. And we just talk and we tell stories and we have conversations. And uh, we talk about how we are all just regular people doing real shit in real life and how you can be one of them too. So the overarching purpose of this show is very simple. We want you to win. And if you don't win, you, in my opinion, are failing your obligation as an American citizen as a steward of freedom, as someone who is entrusted to pass along the greatness that was given to you by the people that came before you and needs to be passed on from you to the next generation. So winning is important. Winning is the shit. Winning is awesome. If you don't like fucking winning, turn the channel. All right. With that being said. I think that's fair. Yeah, it is fair. <laughs> it is fair. You know, I'm tired of this fucking bitch ass culture of villainizing wins yeah you know winning is good and do you do you really think after all of this time that culture villainizes winning on accident right right after the last two and a half years where we've seen uh the amount of control that's come through the quote-unquote elite down to the quote-unquote peasants by the way that's us that's you and me and everybody else that you know do you really think that they want us winning do you really think they want us smart? Do you really think they want us educated? Do you really think they want us healthy? Do you really think they want us wealthy? No, they don't. And the reason they don't is so that they can profit from our fucking destruction. So we are the anti of all of their shit. That's pretty much it. Okay. And they fucking hate me and they hate you. So let's talk as much shit as we can and make people the best that we possibly can. I think that's fair. That's also fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what's going on, man? Oh, nothing much, you know. Uh, yeah, just been getting it in, grinding. Yeah, you know, had a good, uh, good day yesterday with uh, Hani. Yeah, so yeah, good dude, solid dude, Great smart dude, man, and uh, great dude. Yeah, I fucking thought I was having a heart attack because my arms were cramping. Yeah, show me one fucking exercise that changed everything. Yeah, he knows how to fucking train, right, man? Yeah, it's good shit though, man. Yeah, it's good. What about you? Everything good? Yeah, yeah, dude. I just. Uh, I had a conversation with a uh, specific local sports team that I had a rift with. Oh, yeah. uh, if you follow the show, you know what I'm talking about. 
um, where when they required vaccines, Mm -hmm. IDs to get into uh, certain sporting events, we yanked all of our advertising. Right. Um, Had a good talk with them. Had a great talk with them, actually. Uh, They gave me their point of view. Uh, It was imposed on them by the governing body of their league and the city of St. Louis. And I could see they've proved it to me how it was done. Um, And we signed a new deal to support them. I've been supporters of these guys forever. And I'm excited to support them. And they did so with uh, a special clause in the contract that if they did any more communist shit, guess what? I get all my money back. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Not, not just pull it, but you get that's it right. back. Oh, that's right. All of fuck. it. I love it. So I think that's a... I think that's I think, fair. I think, that's, I think it's fair. fair. Fair is like the, the word around the podcast right yeah. now. <laughs> I think it was fair. And it was reasonable. And I got to give them credit for actually owning, uh, owning the situation. Yeah. So uh, Yeah, for sure. You know, unlike some of these bigger companies like... Yeah. Uh, you know, PayPal, mm-hmm. right? Shit like that. Um, you know, and, and that was the reason I got so frustrated about it, bro. Because these are local owners. Like, I know these dudes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. what are you guys doing? So, anyway, you know, it was all good. I'm excited. It makes me feel like I can support uh, what's going on again. And, you know, I think if more of this communist bullshit comes down the pipe, I think there's going to be a different reaction. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that's the way to make a change and adjustment. I mean, I think that's an important business lesson, though, right? Like, I mean, it doesn't have to fucking end all, be all. Like, I mean, you've been very vocal on the cancel culture shit, right? And giving people the opportunity to right the wrongs. Well, I think that's what's missing in the culture, yeah. right? Like, I think yeah. it's important that people stand up for the the what they believe is right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we did that. Yeah. I did that. I've always done that. Um, but I also think it's important to give people grace yeah. when things happen. You know, when yeah. things happen that are... Uh, you know, maybe they make a decision out of fear or panic, or they just made a bad decision. Right. Everybody makes bad decisions. There's bro. consequences for all of them. That's right. I yeah. made a shit ton of bad decisions, and if other people that hadn't had grace on me, I wouldn't be here today. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how I feel about it. So right. I, I'm a big believer in grace. I'm a big believer in second chances, and uh, I'm a big believer in people recognizing what they've done and and fixing it, and then you know, celebrating those people for making those changes. You know, cancel culture is, is weak ass shit, bro. You know, this shit of like putting people on fucking blast and, you know, ruining their lives and, and, you know, taking everything from them because they did something that you don't like or agree with. That's not something I can get down with, bro. I think it's un-American. And and to be fair, you know, I see that shift happening where, you know, now it's no more like everybody's rejecting the woke shit, right? Mm -hmm. From the far, the, the progressive left. And now it's like gotten over on the on the on the conservative right side where like if you're not all the way in line with everybody's beliefs you know fuck you and like bro that's dangerous too and we don't need any of it we don't need it from any direction on any side look people are going to make mistakes um it's up to us to handle them and change direction and correct them when they happen and then i think people should should get you know some grace that's just what i've always believed um and that's in any situation. Bro, because the thing, the crazy thing is what I found is like the people who go the hardest on fucking people when they make mistakes, if that were them, they would have wanted all the fucking mercy you could ever offer. Not only that, bro, the people that go the hardest on people when they make mistakes also are the ones that are most guilty of other shit. Yeah, 100%. And they're trying to hide their own shit. Right. It's just, dude, it's just a gross thing in culture. And it's yeah. a, no different than, you know, political correctness being a self-censorship tool. Mm-hmm. Um which is that's what it is, right? Like, don't don't you did say, it to yourself. Don't yeah. say that because it offends so and so and so and so. Yeah. And so you start to alter your language. You start to change 
how you say things. And eventually you start to just not speak the truth because you're like, fuck, I don't really want the smoke right now. I'm afraid of offending somebody. I have no idea idea they even exist. If people are offended by your own thoughts and opinions, when you know that, you know, you're doing the right thing, um, that's a them problem. That's not a you problem. And we have a situation in America now where it's just become too divisive. And, 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 you know, just like, like I'm saying, like the, the political correctness, self-censorship, the silent majority uh, censorship, the, um, you know, all, all of these psychological weapons that are I- introduced to society, which is what they are, mm-hmm. cancel culture is one of them. And until America gets over it and starts like canceling the cancelers um, and says, hey, fuck you, dude. You know what I'm saying? And right. like, it doesn't matter who it is or what they're like, bro, I, I can't get down with it if it comes from the left or the right. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm just not about it. You know, um, you don't fuck now, now listen, if it's true communist shit, like what PayPal's doing, that's a different thing. Pedophile shit. Pedophile shit's a different thing. Those things are off. Those things are out of my realm for grace. You know what I mean? Uh, but mistakes, when they're mistakes and they're corrected, I believe in grace. Mm-hmm. I just do. That's how it's supposed to be, bro. Yeah, and, and we won't ever have a, a healthy America again until that's back the way it was, you know? And, and the media propagates this shit. Uh, you know, social media propagates this shit. Um, and I think people need to become more aware of how they participate in it, you know? Like, when you see someone who's getting their, their fucking life ruined for some fucking simple mistake they may have made, maybe you should fucking stand up for them. You know, that's how the shit's going to stop. And I really hope, like, honestly, like, you know, I don't. I know I don't post on social anymore, but it was encouraging the other day when uh, that dude made that fake LinkedIn account, and you know, I said, "Hey, will you report this?" And the fucker got reported in like literally less than an hour, and it was gone. Yeah, made me feel good. But I hope you guys, like, when you see people fucking dogging out my shit, like, I hope you fucking come to my defense because I would come to yours, and I have yeah. been for fucking years. It's real. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, bro, I've been defending fucking people on this motherfucking show hard for the last two fucking almost three years. And before that, I was giving you guys every fucking uh, tool of how to win. And I'm going to continue to give you every tool how to win. And, you know, when you see some bullshit, fucking address it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I do it for you every day. Yep. That's real, man. Well, let's get into these questions, Andy. Uh, Andy, question number one. How do, you, how do you or how should you promote a healthy competition between your employees uh, without turning it into a toxic environment? Currently, many of the employees, they try to sabotage each other or make each other look back in an attempt to make themselves look better. The result is an endless cycle of underperformance and passing blame. How do you shift the mindset to one where people root for each other, support each other, even though they are still competing? That is a deeper issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. The issue that in that scenario is not like hyper competitiveness hyper competitiveness is really fucking good Mm -hmm. as long as it's still healthy and where people get off track with it is they promote the individual success uh and don't and forget to address the fact that we're all on the same team you know when your team understands that individual success is a benefit for the team Mm -hmm. and while it's fun to win inside that team it's still you know means like these are your homies and these are your teammates and we go to battle with these people um even though like you know i might have scored four touchdowns today and this dude only got two fucking carries i don't run over to his locker and say hey you fucking shit bag i scored four touchdowns i go over and i say hey man 
I had a, you know, I know, I know you didn't get what you wanted today, but you know what? You're capable of that. And I fucking mm. appreciate you. And let's fucking get better. And like, dude, there's a, there's a, there's a maturity aspect mm. that needs to be had in a hyper-competitive environment. If yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So like if you, so as a leader, the way to address this is to really make people understand that team is first and individuality is second. So mm. it's okay to reward people and have competition and do this. But if you have people that are sinking the team for the sake of their own individual accomplishments, that's cancerous. Right. That's bad. And um, one person like that can ruin an entire organization. So it's really, really sure metastasized like yeah. cancer, bro. And so, yeah. And so, what, 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 what I've done in the past, this situation has happened because, yeah. like, bro, I, uh, you know, in in our, in our organizations, we typically hire fucking winners, yeah. like people that are fucking. And some people are more driven than other people, even amongst the winners. Mm -hmm. And sometimes like people get too carried away with their own individual success. And so what you got to do is you got to pull those people in and you got to say, hey, bro, I know you're a winner. You're mm -hmm. fucking kicking ass. You're doing a great job. I, I love it. Yeah. But here's where you could be a better leader and how you could win better that will actually benefit you in the long run. Because if the team wins and they all get better, you win bigger. Right. Right. And so tying that together for people is something that I think a lot of people forget to do. Um, and instead, they just look at the person, whoever that is, and say, oh, they got the wrong attitude, or they're this, or they're that. You have to remember, a lot of people aren't even aware they're doing that, mm -hmm. right? Right. In a competitive environment. So I think what makes a real, what makes a, a full, well-rounded winner is not just their individual wins, but also how they help their teammates win. Yeah. You know, if you look at like guys uh, in pro sports, like take Tom Brady, for example, right? Mm -hmm. The greatest fucking player in NFL history. And it's really hard to argue that. Yeah. Okay. Count it up. Yeah. For real, <laughs> dude. For real. But that's not what makes him great. Right. What makes him great is he gets everybody else on the team to be great. And that allows him to be greater. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the key, man. Yeah. So, so like when you guys, you know, you guys, everybody listening to this show is hungry. Like there's no pussies to listen to the show. Right. You guys have to remember that while you want to win and lead by example, you also want to reach back and pull motherfuckers with you. Mm -hmm. It's very important because some people do get frustrated when they see you win, right? Yeah. Because it makes them feel bad. Yeah. And you have to be aware enough to recognize like, oh shit, you know, I just fucking did this and it was great. And I see, you know, my homie over here, he's kind of sulking a little bit. I'm going to put my arm around him and be like, hey bro, you did a fucking good job, dude. Right. Here's where I think you could get better. And here's where we could get better as a team. And all of a sudden, now it turns in from a guy who's rubbing his nose, rubbing other people's noses into some shit, into a real fucking leader. Yeah. And there's a big difference there. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I and mean, I can tell you this. The clout you're looking for as an individual performer is maximized times 100 when you're winning as an individual performer and you're bringing your team with you. Mm. You, you get what yeah. I'm saying? Because yeah. like the reason a lot of people toot their own horns so hard and rub people's face in it is because they feel like they haven't gotten enough fucking celebration. Nobody else is doing but it. But the them. reason, yeah. but it's, it's a self-fulfilling thing, right? The reason people aren't celebrating them is because you're treating them like shit when you fucking win big. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So <laughs> it becomes this cycle that you can't yeah. break out of. And the right. best way to do it is just to like take your wins in, in a humble, in a humble, like bro. In a humble fact, I'm not saying don't celebrate. I'm not saying like fucking don't get excited. I'm not even saying don't talk shit. But like follow that up with some love. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's, that's how you really become, I think, a well-rounded, 
high performance winning winner who's also a great leader with a lot of respect from the team. Yeah. I think there's something to be said too, because like I see your your departments here, like let's just say in, in first form, they also do a lot of things that like are massive equalizers for teams where everybody's fucking struggling. Everybody's fucking, Absolutely. you know what I'm saying? Like, and I, like there's a lot to be said about that too. Bro, and that's where like as a leader, it's important to put yourself in positions to be humble enough to put yourself in positions where your team is actually better than you at certain things. Yeah. You know, like one of the things that first form that, that I used to do a lot of that I haven't done a lot of the last couple of years, but I want to get back to is actually training with like getting out, like, bro, a lot of these dudes are like super fucking yeah. amazing athletes. Oh yeah. And as good of an athlete I am, I'm also fucking 15 years older mm -hmm. usually. Uh, and, and quite honestly, not as good as them. Yeah. And so like when they see me, like, dude, one of the things we used to do is we used to go out in the back lot and do fucking sled pushes and shit, right? Mm -hmm. Well, fucking, there ain't no fucking champion. There ain't no winner of sled pushes. No. Everybody <laughs> fucking hurts. Everybody loses. Everybody's <laughs> sick. And this is why uh, jujitsu has such a great culture because right. it's the ultimate equalizer, right? right? Like right. The, the reason so many people are drawn to jujitsu is not like the physical skills that you gain. It's the camaraderie that's created through the mutual suffering, mm. right? It's the same thing like wrestlers have this, you know, uh, te great teams have this. The, yeah. the, the respect and the camaraderie is not built through the win. It's built through the work and the suffering. Mm. And so like if you could figure out inside your organization how to put yourself, and by the way, you should do this. It will make you a much better leader and it will make you have more respect for people in your business. Yeah. Because like when I go out, when I used to go out in that fucking back lot, and be the fucking liter literally the last person to finish me. I'm the fucking owner of the company, bro. I was the last motherfucker. Right. You know, but like that makes them feel good. It makes me respect them more and they respect me more because they're like, okay, you did the work. That's right. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And, and dude, it's an important thing to do. Yeah. I love it. It just takes a little humility. I think a lot of people are afraid that they'll be exposed, right? Like you're like, they, a lot of leaders lead from a place of fear. They, they think that if they're vulnerable in any way, that their team will lose respect. But the truth is, that's the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. It's the vulnerability and the equalness that you create that creates the respect. Right. Right. Love it. Uh, and question number two. Uh, my 12-year-old son wants to be an entrepreneur. He is driven, and I want to support him in any way that I can. What do you recommend that he listens to, reads, studies, does, learns, um, and prepare to, to prepare himself for becoming an entrepreneur. And what things did your parents do for you? Well, first of all, I think we all recognize that the education system, I, I, I think at least, you know, 70% of the people out there realize that the education system is not teaching our kids how to actually win. Yeah. And if you want evidence of That's that. That's saying it's nice, yeah. If yeah. you want evidence of that, let's, let's have an honest discussion here. How much of the practical shit that you have to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis did you learn in high school? No, zero. Did you learn how to manage your finances? No. Did you learn how to buy a home? No. Did you learn how interest works? Nope. Did you learn how checking works? Nope. Did you learn how investing works? No. Okay. Did you learn about physical fitness properly? No. Did you learn about developing mental toughness? No. Did you learn about any of the success strategies uh, in terms of you know, how to be a leader? No. Okay. So these are the things that really matter, bro. Like these are the things that are going to make people or break people over the course of their Separators, life. Bro. And yeah. our school system in America does not teach these things. And the reason they don't teach these things is because they want you to be weak 
They want you to be poor. They want you to suffer. They want you to struggle because if you struggle, you need them. Mm. All right. So we have to all admit that that's the case right now. Now, I'm not saying that there is not amazing teachers out there because there are, and I've had some. Okay. And fun, funny enough, the ones I thought were the biggest assholes were the ones that did the most for me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but for the most part, collectively, that's not the case. We have a lot of people who are teachers because they get three months off of the year and, you know, it's really not that fucking big of a deal, right? They don't take it serious. And the reason they don't take it serious is because it's not a real fucking option for a career. These motherfuckers could be making two, three, four hundred thousand dollars if we just managed if we managed our budget properly, allocated it correctly, okay, yeah. and didn't send money and steal money and our government wash money through, you know, these fucking programs that they do. And we could still do that with 15% tax. It all the math all works. All right. So the first step is to correcting that is to get uh, build a better career option for people to attract better people who care more, who realize, okay, I can dedicate my full time to this and be great at it. And the greater I am at it, the more I get fucking paid. Right. Okay. So, and we could say that same thing for police and, and all these sure. things, but that's a way off. Okay. Right. Like we're not getting that shit until you guys elect me. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so in the meantime, we have to look for alternatives of how to teach our kids and our younger generation how to be winners because what's going to fix this country and what's going to create the solution that we're all looking for, uh, which is health, wealth, prosperity, uh, you know, proper balance mentally, happiness, right? Those things. Those things are going to be created through the education that you either serve to your children or work with them on or educate them on yourself. They're not right. going to come from the school system. So you have to rid yourself of that fucking idea. Uh, things that, when, that, that were done for me when I was growing up, you know, I was encouraged to read. And did I read a lot? No. But I read enough to realize, holy shit, man, there's some incredible stories out mm -hmm. there. And, you know, when I was a kid, my dad made me read, um, uh, I forget what the book's called, but it's about Sam Walton. I think it's called Walton's Way or something. And then, or, or maybe it's Dave's Way. There was another one about Wendy's called Dave's Way, I think. Mm -hmm. And then there was a Sam Walton book who's the founder of Walmart. And you re I read those two books when I was a freshman in high school and they changed my whole life. Um, there's a book called The Magic of Thinking Big. Yeah, Sam Walton Made in America is the name of the book. Uh, but these are just simple stories of regular people. Like that, that's not the Walmart that you know today. This is just a guy who went out and hustled and created. And these are two amazing entrepreneur stories. And so they gave me, those gave me like, as a young man, uh, 14 years old, some idea that like, oh shit, okay. There's a seed planted. It, it's possible. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I was encouraged to listen to tapes like Zig Ziglar and Tony Robbins and like these guys back then, that was all we fucking had. So I definitely did that. Now, now we have a lot of personal development people out there and the personal development space is much greater, but it's also much more diluted. You have a lot of people in it that don't really know what they're talking about. Probably shouldn't be in there. Well, well, well look, <laughs> their, their intentions are good, yeah. but they just haven't produced any real fruit. So mm -hmm. they're not going to really understand how to teach it properly because they haven't done it. All right. So while I can appreciate someone out there trying to grow their audience to be a you know, personal development teacher, uh, the reality is the best teachers are going to be the teachers who have done. Okay. Um, 
and and that's that's a good thing for you guys because besides the books and the tapes and the audios and shit, there's actually good people out there who are willing to teach, you know, teenagers how to fucking win. Yeah. You know what I mean? For relatively inexpensive too, instead of going and, you know, dropping fucking 300 grand on a college education, it's going to get you a $65,000 a year job if you're lucky, right? You, you can actually afford these for, you know, a few hundred dollars a month or even sometimes less than that. A few hundred dollars a year. Yeah. yeah. So, you have to think about it as real education, right? Like it's not, it's not this extra thing. Like this is the education that you fucking actually need. Mm -hmm. And so once you start shifting the perspective, we've never had more available knowledge for, for more affordable price ever in the history of time. And it's Instantly, one of the, yeah. it's one of the beautiful things about technology. Yeah. Like we, we could, I hate technology for the most part, but there is some good things and that's one of them. And, um, I think that, well, and for, and, Thirdly, uh, you know, I have a solution for this that we're building right now that's almost done. Uh, and I'm going to talk to you guys about that. You know, I'm getting ready to pour myself back into uh, the MFCEO project. I'm going to continue. We're going to continue to do this because I love this. Yeah. Right. It lets me get my fucking shit talking out. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm going to start doing my personal development content again because I feel like the I feel like the market is ready, more ready for, for the truth of how to win than they ever have been. You know, when I was doing MSCEO back in 2015, yeah. we were at the height of the, of the, uh, you know, the fucking politically correct socialist fucking everybody should be equal equity, blah, blah, blah. That's when that trend was moving that way. Right. This country's not about equity, bro. No, it's about equal opportunity. Okay. And we, and by the way, we need to fix a lot of that. There's a lot of fixing to be done. However, the equity thing that they're hoping for will never fucking happen. And so when you sit there and you think like, oh, if I just wait around, eventually I'm going to have all the shit they have. No. And even if it did work, you still wouldn't have the shit they have. It would just equally be nobody has anything. <laughs> right. right. And right. that's what people fail to understand. But uh, regardless of all that, the point is you have to take your education into your own hands and you have to take teaching your kids into your own hands. And the teachers at school, uh, their, their friends, like that shit ain't going to get it done, bro. So you have to get your kids in the right opportunity, in the right place to learn from people who have actually done. And uh, there's plenty of that. And I'm not just saying like for me, like it's not just me. There's plenty of people out there who've really done shit that are willing to teach it for relatively inexpensively. Um, so I think that's, that's the play. Uh, but I'm excited to to get this going again, because like I was saying, the, the moment now people have come to the realization of, oh, fuck, this is a shit show. Yeah. And there's lots of people out there waking up being like, fuck, I better get to work or I better fucking start hustling. And this is the best opportunity for any of you out there. I did a little story about this today. You know, when things are hard and things are uncertain, most people go into their little turtle shell and they try to weather the storm. And every person that I've personally known over the course of history and business, which is extensive now, it's 24 years, mm -hmm. has lost that way, okay? They went in their shell and they never came the fuck out. And so how I would choose to look at it if I were any of you, and this goes for like your business or your career or also like getting your shit together. Like let's say you're overweight or you're unhealthy or you're trying to make a mental change. You want to, you want to, fucking pick yourself up from the shit show that you've built for yourself. Yeah. 
Now is the fucking time to do it. And I'm going to tell you why. Not only is there not going to be a better time, you know, there's that old saying, like, what's the best time to plant a tree? Well, that was 20 years ago. But when's the second best time? Well, the second best time is fucking right now. All right. So we shouldn't agonize over the time that we wasted or spent or, you know, squandered. And instead, we should realize that right now, most people are going in defense mode. Mm -hmm. Most people are going in their shell. And that creates a tremendous opportunity for someone who wants to improve everything. And if you want to improve everything and you want to rebuild your life, I suggest that you start with your own mental toughness skill set. That means developing your mental fortitude, developing your discipline, developing your grit, developing your ability to persevere, doing the really hard shit in The really hard circumstances is what actually makes you into a fucking warrior that's equipped to just dominate when conditions turn out to be good, okay? So like, if any of you out there are waiting and you're like, oh, I'm gonna do fucking live hard this next year and you're, bro, start today, okay? It's fucking free. Right. That's why it's fucking free because it actually fixes people's shit. You know, I read an article today and they're like, oh, you know, most people don't, Complete it. No shit. That's the point. It's really fucking hard. Right. And, but, but, and then they went on to say, do people make permanent changes on it? Probably not. Well, I could tell you this. We got a whole bunch of motherfuckers to tell you otherwise. A whole bunch. But I've never you made You must have been interviewing the fucking people who didn't do it. <laughs> Listen, bro. It's one of two things. It's either going to expose your fucking, your not habitness, mm-hmm. okay? Or it's going to make you a believer in yourself. Mm-hmm. And I give you the exact, I give you the exact play to run, and I tell you exactly how to run it. And the problem that when it doesn't stick, the reason it doesn't stick is because you compromise the fuck out of it the whole way, and then be like, "Oh, I did it, and it was so great." Mm-hmm. You didn't fucking do it. Right. You made your own fucking rules. You compromised before you even started it. Right. And those compromises that you're making. You are so unaware that you don't realize that those compromises are the things that are keeping you the way that you fucking are. We don't have the luxury as adults or humans or Americans or fucking anything to fix the circumstances to our liking. We don't get to, uh, when things get hard, turn the hardness down because it's too hard for us. So the better option is to build yourself into someone who can weather the storms, who believes in himself who has mental toughness, who has confidence, who has grit, who has fortitude, and who is equipped to go through the difficult times because we have no control over the difficult times. Mm -hmm. We only have control on how we move through the difficult times and how we equip ourselves to be prepared for them. And the more hardened you are mentally, the tougher you are mentally, the, the, the more inconvenient shit that you put yourself through to get stronger, the better you're gonna be when times get good. Okay, and that's the whole game. So, you know, if I were, my recommendation is, is fucking do live hard. Start that shit right now. You start with 75 hard and there's three following phases. Commit a whole fucking year to it. Your life will be different if you do it the way it's fucking outlined. If you don't, I can't guarantee you shit. You know, I can always tell if people fucking actually did it or not. It's very simple to tell. Because the people who did it, they get in, they get, they get done with 75 real days and they're like, fuck. I don't want to fucking stop. Mm-hmm. And the motherfuckers that compromise, you know what they do? They have fucking, a good beer. That's right. Here they're, we fucking, go. they're fucking drinking a celebratory beer. They have not learned their lesson. Nope. They're, they're fucking eating a, a celebratory fucking massive meal. Bro, you just went back 
to the same old version of your shitty self that's gotten you into this place of self fucking destruction and lack of satisfaction and unhappiness in your life. Mm-hmm. What the fuck did you do? The only reason you didn't learn that is because you didn't do it right. Exactly. And I'll argue anybody with that. I fucking know what it does. You know why? Because I fucking lived it. <laughs> so anyway. Guys, our third and final question, uh, Andy, question number three. How often do you evaluate your circle of trusted friends and those who have access to you? Uh, we have all heard the saying, you are the sum of the five people that surround you. So how often do you or should you monitor and adjust this? Man, that's a, that's a, that's a kind of a hard question. Um, I don't have a set system for like, like, there's no alarm that goes off my phone and say, hey, it's time right, to evaluate check your fucking friends. friends. <laughs> you know, um, I think, yeah, and by the way, like, bro, some of you guys overanalyze things way too much. Like, mm. there's not a system for every single little thing. Sometimes there's some nuance and you just got to feel your way through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, what I found, you know, is that you are going to have very few friends. It's just reality. Um, you might be able to count on one or one or two hands, people that are like actually happy for you. And then you have a whole bunch of people that pretend to be happy for you that really are indifferent. And then you have people that pretend to be happy for you that are actually fucking hateful about it. And I think the way to look at this is that you want to identify the people who are going to, you know, smile in your face, but then uh, make it harder for you in the background. Those are the people you really need to worry about getting rid of. Um, because that shit will happen. You will have people that you do everything for. And by the way, I've also found that the more I've done for certain people, the more entitled they become. Mm -hmm. And the minute I can't give them whatever it is I help them out with, I'm the bad guy. And then those people will actually literally try to sabotage your shit. And, and so like what I've learned, honestly, uh, is a couple things. One, um, I've learned that not everybody's your friend. Mm -hmm. I've learned that a lot of people will pretend to be your friend uh, and they want it, but really what they want is they want what you have. Um, those people you should look at like kind of like high school kids, bro, that like just want to be like you. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't get offended by that shit. Like, right. like when, 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 when people want to be in my proximity and I know that they're, they're somewhat jealous or a little bit, it's not because they're really jealous. It's because they don't have what I have. And so I look at it as an opportunity to kind of bring those dudes up or those, mm-hmm. those people up. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, because ultimately what they want to do is they want to be like you. Uh, and then, you know, you have the problem, you have the friends, that, like I said before, that, that are not your fucking friends the, and they may, they're really good at making you think they are and then they'll fuck you. And so my solution there is to, um, because every one of those scenarios, the big ones, the ones that, that really fucking hurt, um, they were created out of a situation where I was doing extra for that person. That person became entitled. Then when I said no or I couldn't fulfill whatever that was that I was doing before, um, I was the bad guy. Do you think that's because you wasn't aware of the entitlement like building up? Or? No, it's because I, I do exactly what the Democrats are doing now. I assume that everybody has the same intent as me and that they have a good heart and they won't do that kind of shit to people. Right. Right. And that's what's getting the Democrat, the good Democrats in trouble right now. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So that's been a hard lesson for me. Yeah. So like when I speak about that in a political scenario, I get it. Like it's a fucking hard lesson to learn. But the truth is there's a lot of people out there that are just not, not good people. Mm-hmm. And none of them walk around saying, hey, I'm not a good guy. Yeah, there's no like fucking. No, they're usually really written, good. Written they're, on their forehead. No, shit. bro. Yeah. <laughs> because they're such not a good person, they're usually really good at pretending as if they are. Mm-hmm. And so like that's that what makes them hard to identify. And so the, the solution I found to this because it is hard to identify who those people are and who they become because some people develop that after a while. You know what I'm saying? Um, And if you eliminate everybody, you don't have any fucking people to hang out with or friends. And and, and dude, the good people never even get a chance to come in. Or you're cold-hearted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you miss so much of life by being like, fuck it, I'm keeping my circle with one person. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I've learned, bro, is that, you know, when scenarios happen, uh, that people have are about to result they're about to reap the results of their own actions mm-hmm. uh i don't step in front of it anymore mm. so oh man I, oh, I think people are gonna miss that bro okay so what i'm saying is when you start to have some means mm-hmm. and you start to have some some ability to solve problems right like for me to give someone five hundred dollars it, it i don't feel that right right and so it might make the world of difference to this person. But the reason it makes a world of difference to this person is because they haven't been handling their shit. Mm-hmm. All right? Yeah. And because I, I have a good heart, like everybody listening does, we want to be generous and help those people. And then what happens is those people become, you know, at first it's the greatest thing in the world. You save their life, you pulled them out of a hole, you did this, that, the other. But then all of a sudden... Now there's a new hole. I must say there's always another right? hole. Yeah. And, yeah, and then there's a new one. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and then what happens is, you know, the resentment kind of starts. You start feeling it, mm. but now you don't know how to stop it. Yeah. And it's very tough. And it's a very difficult situation. It makes you feel really shitty. Um, but I think what I've learned is that I only do those things for people that I really trust and think are good people. Yeah. Right? Because years ago, I would do it for, I was more uh, liberal with, with that, mm-hmm. right? Now I've gotten more selective with that to where like, you know, like if I've known someone for a long time, they've paid their dues, you know, they've supported me, they've done things that, and I trust them and I know who the fuck they are, like yeah. at their core. Those are the people who like when, when they get in a tight spot, I would be willing to help with the solution. Mm-hmm. But I don't just do it indiscriminately like I used to. Yeah, because what lesson are you preventing them from learning? That's correct. That's yeah. a big, that's a big yeah. thing that people yeah. don't understand. Yep. It took me a long time to understand this. When you step in the way of the karmic result of whatever actions they've been taking, right? You prevent them from learning the lesson. And when they don't learn the lesson, they start to repeat the mistake over again. And when they repeat the, the when they repeat the mistake over again, um, they can't identify that they did anything wrong because they didn't learn a lesson the first time and they get hit even harder the next time. And then a lot of times they, they, they still can't figure it out because that one time it worked out. Right. And it continues to become an issue. Does that, does that Absol- make sense? Dude, absolutely. And so, you know, I think it's important for us to be... Uh, no, that, that, that lesson has to get... Like that gets shit gets rolled down. To, to, it has to get rolled down to somebody. Well, you yeah, when, give it to look, you bro, now. when you step in front of someone's <laughs> karma, like, because yeah. you're protecting them, you end up feeling the brunt of that karmic response. It has to go somewhere, yeah, bro. Exactly. Energy's not created or destroyed. That's right. right. And, and 
And that's something that's been hard for me. That's because, so powerful shit, man. Yeah, but bro, I've I have a I have a great life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I try to take care of the people who have helped me. Mm. You know what I mean? And yeah. those people. But like yeah. uh and in a lot of you guys, you know, you're just at the beginning of the journey and you're hearing this and you're not really understanding what I'm saying. But one day you will. Uh, because as you become successful and as you build more and more success, a lot of people that you knew will start looking at you not as a person anymore, but as a potential solution to their problem. And that's, that's a very lonely feeling. That's why people say, oh, it's lonely at the top. Well, it's not really lonely at the top. You're just bad at filtering out the people that shouldn't be at the top. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So like all my friends, if I scroll down through my fucking phone list right now, like my recent calls, every fucking one of them's a winner. I don't fuck with people that don't win. And that's an important thing. Like my relationships now are much stronger, much better, much more fulfilling than they ever were at any other time, you know, before, even all the yeah. way back to when I was born. Yeah. Because these people are aligned with me. And that's not to say anything negative about anybody in the past, because bro, like, honestly, the truth is, is like any one of them could have chose to come with me. Right. You know, but the truth is a lot of people made fun of me. A lot of people questioned me. A lot of people put doubt in my mind. You know, when they had the opportunity to fucking jump in and grab a shovel and start fucking digging. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, um, you know, the people that dig with me are the people I try to fucking, you know, take care of. And um, I think it's an important lesson for people to really think about, you know, especially from the aspect of if you really love someone, I think parents really understand this, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and, I, you know, it took me a long time probably because I never had kids. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, if you don't let your kid learn a fucking lesson, that's dangerous, right? Yeah. You like, can if tell you, them the stove hot. Huh? You could tell them that the stove is hot. Yeah, but I'm just saying, they like, there's dangerous situations. Like, yeah. like, you know, you would rather your kid uh, walk to the edge of the uh, swimming pool while you're standing right there and have them fall in and you grab them, okay, than to do it when you're not watching. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> and, uh, and so I think it's important for everybody to realize that not everybody fucking thinks the same this is really a heart issue. Mm -hmm. Not everybody has the same heart as you. And this is why so many people in America are being manipulated right now. Taking advantage of Right. Because, the, and, and this is why I can't stand the, the, some of the, the division happening in the streets or on the internet and hatred and the, and the shit, right? Because like a lot of these people that have been going along with the narrative, they're just, they're just trusting good people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know yep. what I mean? And they've yep. been taken advantage of. We we are doing what they've done all these that's years. Right. We, never backfired. We, no. as the people who see what the fuck is going on, have to make a place for those people to come around. They're on our team. You know? Yeah. So I don't know, man. Oh, I, I fucking love it, man. That's some powerful shit. Yeah. Guys, Andy. That is that three? three. That's three, man. Yeah. Go pay the fee. So, guys, real, real quick, uh, Arte Syndicate Live, Nashville, uh, November 5th. There's still a few tickets available. There is a live stream available. You can learn about that at artesyndicate.com. Um, I want to remind you that I do have the MSCEO project coming back. I've already recorded a few episodes. They're fucking really good. Uh, not that they wouldn't be. Um, but I, I'm really excited about this project that we have coming up because I think it's going to provide a big solution uh, for, for, I think it was question two that you asked about the, the younger people kind yeah. of learning how to win. Mm -hmm. um, I'm committed to that because I think that's what we fucking need. And I'm really excited about that. And honestly, the truth is the bread and butter of me is the personal development content anyway. That's where I'm fucking, that's where I'm my best. Uh, it's where I'm my happiest too. 
So I'm excited about that project. I'm excited about making that impact. Um, but, but yeah, man, uh, you know, I appreciate all you guys. I appreciate all the support you show the show. And, uh, if you feel so inclined, if you thought this was valuable, please share it. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, does a no, headshot, case closed